I want to welcome you to Salem today. Uh, my name's Tim Power. I'm pastor of Modern Worship here. And we are, can you tell, in a sermon series called, well, thank you. And I never saw that on Mr. Rogers, the door fall down. Um, so we're in a sermon series called, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And if you couldn't tell, this whole sermon series, we're, we're trying to take a look at a pretty famous character, probably uh, who here grew up ever watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay, and so there's there's some people, you know, I, it's funny, when I talked to Sean, so he was, uh, uh, how old are you now, Sean? So he's 25. He did not grow up with Mr. Rogers being a part of his everyday life like many of us did. And, and to him, and probably to some people in his generation, it's just kind of, it becomes kind of a meme. It becomes something that's just kind of like a joke. But... It, Here's the truth of the matter. We are living in times where some people are not acting too neighborly towards each other. Can, can we agree about that? We're living in, in a time and place where I'm personally very much yearning for, for some, of, some of that kind of love that, that many of us grew up with on the TV screen. Um, now, last week, if you were here for the first week in this series, uh, Pastor Katie was here, and she did a great job of kind of kicking off the series for us. And she, she shared this, but I, I think it's worth uh, sharing as well, is that Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was actually an ordained minister from the Presbyterian Church. Here's the very interesting thing. It's not like he was a minister and decided to go into television. When he finished uh, his training as a minister, he was called by the church into broadcasting. Uh, one of the, that's the only time they've ever actually called someone into ministry uh, in that way. So he was actually called. So he, he viewed his, uh, his TV show as a way to further the gospel of Jesus Christ, to take the same kinds of values that he learned in his seminary training, that he learned by being a follower of Jesus, and to put that on screen. And one thing I think is really interesting, what did you notice about, and you can talk back to me, what did you notice about his interaction with, with the kids there? You listen. And as Sean said, he took them seriously. Um, there was an interesting article that uh, was posted on NPR's website. Then the title of the article was, Science is Catching Up with Mr. Rogers. And the whole idea is that child development experts are now actually looking at the way he interacted with children on his show and saying that, wow, he was so radical in how seriously he took kids and not just taught them things, and here's a really, I think, an amazing thing, he learned from kids. He viewed his job not just as teaching and educating, but actually listening and learning from children. And this is a revolutionary idea now, but it's also an idea that I think we can find in Scripture. So I want to go to our Scripture today, which is in Matthew chapter 18. And it's, uh, we're going to read the first five, five verses of Matthew 18. It says this, at about the same time, the disciples came to Jesus asking, who gets the highest rank in the kingdom? For an answer, Jesus called over a child, whom he stood in the middle of the room and said, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like children, you're not even going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again like this child, will rank high in God's kingdom. What's more, 
when you receive the childlike on my account, it's the same as receiving me. So this is one of those uh, very interesting scriptures where the disciples of Jesus, they're, they're following him and they want to know how do they become the most important? How, who, which one of them is going to be uh, basically Jesus' right-hand man? How do, I, how do I get the most important place in the kingdom of God? And the really interesting thing is what God, what, I mean, what Jesus tells them is that to have the most mature relationship with God, you have to have a childlike relationship with God. A childlike relationship is the most mature relationship that we can have. Isn't that kind of an amazing thing? And what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about why children? Why, why is it that Jesus wants us to look at how children are, uh, some aspect of their character that we need if, if we're going to be following after God in the way that we need to be following after God? Can, can I just get from the room, throw out some things about children that you think uh, Jesus is pointing to that, that make them uh, that have the qualities that, that we need to have as mature followers of Jesus? And, any ideas? Non-judgmental, innocence, patience. What's curious? That's good. Honesty. Some, I don't. Some kids. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Wonderment. Yeah. Playful. Yeah. Anything else pop out to you? Receptive. Yeah. Reckless, yeah. So um, I want to take just a look at a, a couple of things that are borne out, not just in this scripture, but many places uh, uh, in, the, in the Bible. And I'll give you some scripture examples of ways that children are, are maybe further along than many adults in the kingdom of God. And one, and this was mentioned uh, Someone said wonderment, and I, I wrote down the word awe. Awe. Um, I, we, we, take, we took our kids, uh, actually several times over the summer, to uh, Six Flags. And it's so fun to go on a, a ride with a child. We, we went up to the top of the Colossus, and just to look at my kids' eyes and just see that awe, like just that wonderment. I closed my eyes because I'm so afraid of heights. Um, in fact, it's, it's funny, like, now that, now that I'm grown up and going to, to these rides with my kids, I figured out I don't want to feel like I'm dying. Like, I feel like the closer I get to death in my real life, the further I want to keep the feeling of hurtling towards it. So, uh, but my, my kids love that, and just to see their wonderment is amazing. There's a, there's a really powerful psalm uh, from uh, Psalm 65, verse 8, says this, Those who dwell on the far edges stand in awe of your acts. You make the gateways of morning and evening sing for joy. You make the gateways of morning and evening sing for joy. What this is describing is somebody who's even just looking at the sunset and, and, and just in awe of God just in awe of God. My wife has this really cool thing that she does with our kids because we, we wanted it to be that we, we didn't just come to church to worship God, but how, how do we make it so that we're always praising God with awe and wonderment? And so anytime we're out and about and, and you know, it's a, it's a beautiful day out, my wife will just say, 
isn't God awesome? Isn't God awesome for what he's given us? And, and for our kids, it's just a way to remind them that, you know, part of this, this sense of worship all the time, worship, is, is not just noticing, but then properly attributing it, right? Not just noticing the beauty all around you, but then also being grateful for the beauty all around you. Being grateful to God and thanking God. That's one way that a child is, is just so ahead of many of us is that we get cynical so easily, but a child just has this sense of awe and wonder that's just a part of their every day. I remember when I was in Costa Rica and I was visiting with Will uh, Bailey, who's a missionary there, and Will, I I had the chance to go to his house, and he lives right by a huge mountain. And I said, what is it like to walk out the door every day and just see this gorgeous mountain? And he said, you know, I have to pray every morning, God, don't let this seem too normal to me. Let me every day see your awe and wonderment. So that's one way is that awe. Another, somebody mentioned this, this aspect too, faith. Children do not have a problem with faith, do they? Children don't have a problem with doubt in the same way that the grown-ups do, right? There's a scripture uh, from Hebrews 11 that says this. Hebrews 11, chapter, uh, verse 1 says, Faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. Sometimes, as grown-ups, we have this problem that if I can't see it, I'm not going to believe it. In fact, people from Missouri, that's part of what we say all the time. We're the show-me state, right? But there's something about children where they, they can just believe. They can just believe. And boy, what would it be like if we had that kind of faith? What would it be like if we could just be like that? We don't have to see everything to just know, to just know that we have a God that loves us and that wants, wants to be with us. But to have that faith that God is always on your side is one of those aspects of that childlike love and faith that, that, that we're sometimes missing out on. And the last one that I want to talk about, and this is probably the most important one. Children are humble. Children are humble. Now, maybe somebody's like, well, you've never met my child. But no, it's true, especially as you, when, they're, when they're young. Can a child do everything for themselves? No. There, there's, there's, there's a point in all of our lives where we're totally dependent, where we're totally dependent. And I think that more than anything else, that Jesus is saying to his disciples, I need you to be totally dependent. Um, the interesting thing is, whether you know it or not, you are totally dependent. Whether you know it or not, you are are totally dependent. Whether you know it or not, you are totally out of control of your own life. And I think that that's what Jesus is really saying. He's really saying, whether you know it or not, you're my child. You are a child and that you need me. You need me and that that humility is so important. That sense of, God, I can do nothing without you. Do you guys remember the story of the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and, and he says, um, you know, I'm, 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 I've got all this stuff. He's, he's probably a very wealthy guy. Uh, he was part of the ruling class. But he said, something's missing. What do I need to have? What do I need to do to have eternal life? Do you remember what Jesus says to him? He says to what? Be born again is what he says. 
that's, that really confuses the guy, okay? And it probably would. Now, think about it. We, we all say, oh, well, he was speaking metaphorically. He didn't know he was speaking metaphorically. He was like, how on earth is that possible? But what was Jesus really saying? He was saying the same thing, the same thing about you need to be like a child unless you go back to that way of thinking, unless you go back to the way, because this guy thought he had everything together, didn't he? He thought, I've got everything. I just want, what's that last thing I need to throw me over the line? And Jesus said, you don't have any of it. You don't have any of it. You are as dependent upon me as a little child. You know, humility is the way of the kingdom. And it's, it's weird to us because we live in a culture that sometimes tells us that to be humble, that to be meek is a weakness, and yet, we can look at the person who had the greatest strength as somebody who hung on a cross. That the person with the greatest was the weakest. The person who was the greatest was the weakest. And see, there's nothing more humble and nothing more worth building your life around than that kind of humility. It's a weird way to win, isn't it? To hang on a cross. It's weird, and, and that's, that's a strange thing about the God that we serve, is that that's how he won. That, that, that's how he showed us love. Now, isn't that a different kind of love than we normally see? It's a different kind of love. And, and um, I, I have friends who aren't followers of Jesus, and I, I totally believe they love. I totally believe they have the capacity to love. But there's something different about the love of Jesus than, than the, the kind of love we just encounter in our everyday. There's something different about it that when I look at it, I say, I want to build my life around a love like that. I want to build my life around a love that's not just I'll love the people that are nice to me, that are kind to me. I'll love the people that are in my family, that are part of my country. But no, I will love my enemy enough that I will die for them. That's a different kind of love, isn't it? You know, the thing that's central to what we believe as followers of Jesus Christ, um, it's totally different than what some people call religion, okay? Because this book is not a book of rules. And oftentimes, people who follow religion follow books filled with rules. But this isn't a book of rules. It's a love letter to you. It's a love letter to you. It's not about following a bunch of things. It's about having a relationship with a God who died so that you could follow him, who died so that we could live lives that look so much different. We could love in a totally radical new way because of what Jesus did. So we could become like children, full of awe, filled with faith, and humble, knowing that we can't do anything without you, God. We can't do anything without you. Um, I'm going to invite the band back up to the stage. What I want to do is just have a moment here where, where we can... Just be quiet before God and make an ask. 
I, I want, if you are in this place where, where you need some of that, you need to be set back a little bit. Back to the elemental thing of saying, God, I just, I want to be like a child before you. Let's have a moment where we can do this. Where um, I'm going to have the band play a little bit of music in the background. And I, I just want us to have a moment of prayer here where we can just humble ourselves before God. And say, God, I want more of what you have for me. I want to be like a child full of wonder, full of faith, full of humility before you. God, I just, I want to be totally dependent upon you. Because even when I think I'm in control, I'm really out of control. You're the only one that's in control of my life. Let us be like children before you, God. Let us be like children. Give us, Lord, awe, wonder, faith, and humility before you. You truly are like a father to us. You truly are the person that we can always know is going to be there. Even when we don't see it, we have faith in you, God. We just put ourselves before you right now, God. And we say, make us like children in your kingdom, Lord God.